Hello, recruiters. I hope you're all well and healthy. Very quick intro before this episode. So some of you should have listened or watched the recent personal branding webinar that I did, and I'm going to be doing those once every two weeks, sort of done on everyone this week. And what I'm going to be doing on the other weeks is, and what you're going to hear today is a webinar on why and how recruiters can start a market-leading podcast for their market. Starting a podcast has had a huge impact on my career. It's given me tons of opportunities. It's helped my business now and in my uh, previous sales roles. So I just want to give and try and help or give as much value as I can on the podcast front because I think recruiters are perfectly positioned to start a podcast. And I think with everything that's going on right now, it could be a great opportunity to start the podcast idea you've always had or be thinking about starting a podcast because one of the biggest impacts it can have is business development. So being able to business develop in times like this uh, with uh, armed with a podcast, it's going to go down well. And I talk a bit about that on this webinar. I talk about sort of why you should start, what the opportunities are, how you can start. I dive a bit into sort of equipment and these types of things. And I have plenty of time on this webinar to answer people's questions as well, which I did do. So you're going to hear the audio version of a webinar that I did uh, last week. I hope you enjoy it. I hope you're getting value out of the webinars. Got pretty good feedback so far. But if you do listen and you have feedback, please do let me know. And if if you have any questions on the podcast in front, please feel free to drop me a message. I'm happy to help. And the best place to get me is on LinkedIn. Stay safe. I'll speak to you all soon. And I hope you enjoy the episode. Good morning, everyone. I hope you're all well, you're healthy, you and your families are healthy um, during these unprecedented times. Can't believe I've said that word already. Um, so a bit of a bit of housekeeping. Um, in the chat where is that Dwayne? Dewan? Sorry if I pronounced that wrong. You can um, chat in there, answer any questions that I give you. Um, if you haven't been to one of these before, you can talk in there where Bright is as well. Um, what you can also do with this, really simply, is ask your questions. So there'll be a, uh, at the top, you'll see a Q&A section where I've already put a question and saying ask your questions here. So at any point that you want to ask your questions, make sure that you do, and you can do it in the Q&A section. I'm also going to do a um, really quick poll today as well so you should all get that I haven't done that before but as soon as I click start polling then I think it should all appear on your screen so we're going to try that shortly um so what would be good to start with I know everyone's saying morning but just just whilst more people arrive there's just over 50 people in here already um would love to find out where you guys are at the moment where you're recruiting from because I'm sure it's from your your home kitchen table dining room table but where are you working in your house where's where has become your work room if you haven't got the privilege of having a work office like for me it's been the living room dining room table where have other people been working um <laughs> you can share it in the the public chat there where everyone is saying good morning just as more people arrive and attend but yeah where where the hell have you been working from? Because I've I've basically taken over the dining room table personally, so I'm not sure about anyone else and how else they're doing it. Q and A, ask questions there, polls, perfect, cool. Kit Laura, kitchen slash living room a nightmare. Can't stop eating. <laughs> I've actually been alright eating wise. I'm not gonna lie. Um, Claudia, living room or balcony. Okay, balcony, that is decent to have that. Matt Jones, spare bedroom, home office, garden. Yeah, if you've got a home office, laughing. Um, Cody, 
garden or kitchen, bright home office, I'm jealous. Leaf, kitchen, dining room, yeah. Stephen Hill, kitchen table, my, have, my family haven't eaten for two days, I've locked myself in. <laughs> okay. Jack, kitchen, living room as well, garden near me though, so I can't go outside easily. So I can go outside easily, sorry. Awesome. In the process of opening a recruiting business in Warrington, actually a van driver on lockdown, but currently my garden is soaking the sun. Okay, Rick. Love that. Cool. So let's let's dive into this. So what we're going to go over today, really simple. I want all of you to understand why you should be considering starting a podcast as a recruiter. I think the opportunity is huge. And I'm going to really focus on sharing practical tips on how you can start and how it can help you during these times, how it can help your business development, how it can help you drive sales. So just a real mixture of practical advice on how to start in terms of like equipment, um, but also going to really focus on sort of what my game plan would be if I was to start a podcast tomorrow and knowing what I know now. Hopefully we can have some fun during this. Um, as I said in my, I always say in my webinars and in my sort of workshops and when I work with people, I do not want you to feel like you're back at school. So this will be interactive and I will ask you guys questions and you can ask your questions at any point. And at the end, we'll definitely do a solid bit of Q&A. But if you submit your question as I'm going through this and um, I see it, then I, I may answer it as well. So that's cool. So what I am going to do, I'm going to do a bit of a competition on this webinar so the competition is this. If you count the number of times I say the word unprecedented correctly during this webinar, then I will jump on a Zoom video call with you for an hour to talk podcasting, personal branding, wherever it may be. So after this, if, if you want to have a go at guessing that number, then just drop me an email. Obviously, you'll have my email through this then drop me an email with a number. And if you get it right, um, maybe a few of you might get it right, then I'll just do like a, a um, what's it one you call one of those automated sort of just random pickers. And then we'll, we'll book a, an hour's worth of time talking about personal branding or, or podcasting. So hear out for the word unprecedented. <laughs> cool. So I'm going to start with, like always, how do I start my podcast? This is where I'm going to start today because it's in, it's important for you guys just to understand sort of the journey I've been, been on with my podcast in, in the last two years. So some of you may not know, but I, I, so I host a podcast called The Recruitment Roller Coaster, and I actually, it actually started as a blog. So I started The Recruitment Roller Coaster blog in 2017. And it started with me sort of sharing and documenting my journey in recruitment, sort of sharing what I was learning, sharing the challenges. And that just came from a gut instinct, if I'm honest, just because I had a really difficult time in my first year in recruitment and how I got told what my first year in recruitment was going to be like. It was very much you're going to earn loads of money and just told about all the all the good things. And <clears throat> I thought it would be a good idea just to share content on the actual reality of working in recruitment, the the good parts and, and the ugly parts. So I started a blog in 2017 and to make my life easier on the content front after I've written quite a few blogs, I started to reach out to recruiters and ask them to um, contribute to the blog by answering five to six questions that they would obviously answer, reply to me on an email and then I'd put that out as a, as a blog. So that's how I started it. So I already had recruiters sort of sharing their experiences, their journey on in the blog format. Um, but that's where it started, where some of you may not know that. So again, this all came from a gut instinct. So um, my my story in my podcast is really simple. I had an hour commute to to work and I used that time religiously to listen to my favorite podcasts uh, on the way to work. One of my favorite ones was the Joe Rogan podcast. Um, and on the way to work one day, I just got sick of listening to the ones that I was listening to and I was looking for other podcasts. And I thought, hang on a minute, why don't I look for a podcast about recruitment uh, to see if there's anything out there? And when I looked for that, there was a number of podcasts out there that were focused on recruitment, but I didn't think they were great at all. They didn't resonate with me. It was just quite a lot of old people talking about recruitment and it didn't resonate with me. So um, 
by this point, I had my blog, and that was sort of the opportunity that I saw. Well, hang on a minute. Why don't I think about turning my blog into a podcast? And that's where that came from. Um, so I started as my uh, single bedroom that I stayed in until two and a bit years ago, which is fucking mental. Um, so I started by recording episodes with recruiters in my bedroom using an app on my mobile phone. That That's where I started it. And that's how I started it. It was, yeah, it cost nothing, just my time. And I did this when I returned from work um after work and i started to interview recruiters in the recruitment industry for my podcast so i started in my bedroom on my mobile phone <clears throat> at the beginning no one was listening um obviously where it is now it's snowballed and it's built momentum but at the beginning honestly i i wasn't i was getting anywhere between 20 to 50 listens per episode so i just want to make it may it's easy to sort of look at things now and think oh it's it's going really well or it looks like it's doing really well but at, at the start I, I wasn't getting much traction at all um so I just wanted to sort of show that and my mentality which I'm going to talk about in a sec was very much if if this podcast can help one person or or one of that 20 people listen to it get a value out of it then then I was happy with that um and I really had to remember that early on but hardly anyone listened at the beginning I then moved to London, joined Hoxo Media, who supported my vision with the podcast. They're an inbound marketing agency that exclusively works in the recruitment industry, um, and they really helped me take it to the to the next level. Um, and yeah, we used obviously the in-house marketing resources to to sort of level that up, which was really exciting. And they really helped me propel it and take it to the next level. Um, then 10 months ago, I started my own business and really wanted to take the podcast again to the next level. So I wanted to partner with a business to help me take it to the next level. Um, and they're the guys that hunted. Um, and yeah, been, obviously, it's really helped me in the last 10 months of my own business, which I'm going to go on to, and also at Hoxo Media as well. But it's been on an obviously different journey and it's continued to snowball and build momentum. So two years on, been in it for two years now, just over 150 episodes, um, but it really started to build momentum. It's been listened to over 100,000 times, currently reaches anywhere between sort of 15 to 17,000 recruiters a month, and has been listened to in 140 different countries, which just absolutely baffles me that that like those numbers and the amount of people that is, is just mental to me. Um, Stephen Hill, I will be able to take, uh, I'll be able to, yeah, I'll share the the slides after this just i should have said that sorry um but yeah so it's, it's built it's built momentum right so from where it was um and then last year um started to, i actually turned this into some some events as well did the first one in november which was awesome which sold out in three days and that was uh, a really good evening and then planned to do it end of march another event which obviously had to postpone which is um a real shame due to the coronavirus but it's them men that I've ended up doing quite a lot of on uh, quite um, a lot of these um, online webinar events as well. So definitely a silver lining in that. So just a quick one: How has it helped me make money? Sounds great, but okay. How how is this going to help me, Hisham? Which I will go into. But how it's helped me personally is when I was at Hoxo Media, it was the the best business development tool. So I would be calling recruitment businesses and be talking and and basically saying. I don't want to talk to you about your marketing. I want to talk to you about how open you'd be to getting involved in in the podcast that we host. Um, so off the back of that, uh, easily signed a number of clients that were worth six figures to the business, easily. And how it's helped me more recently is that it's easily generated 10 grand's worth of business, if not more, to my own business now. And it's it's just massively helped. But for me, the the, the best thing with it, which I'm going to go into, is the business development element um, and being able to talk to people with the sort of intention of getting them on the podcast and good recruiters, right? Build rapport, build relationships. And by the end of that podcast or when you, when you meet them, sit down with them or whatever, what do you guys do? It's, it's going to, it's going to lead to that and it's really effective, but that that's how it's helped me personally. So why should recruiters start a podcast? So I want to share obviously this with you today. I've learned a lot sort of, from my sort of two-year journey with this, which I'm going to go into today. So just very quickly, some stats that 
should hopefully catch your eye. And I'm going to do a poll in a second, but these are just really interesting stats, right? Around 7.1 million people in the UK now listen to podcasts each week. That is a lot of people. One in eight people, and that's an increase of 24% over the past year. Um, and what's really interesting is more than double over the past five years. Ofcom re- uh, oh, yeah, so Ofcom Research also found that half of listeners have joined the podcast wave in the last two years. So that that's really interesting that, obviously, in the last two years, it's really picked up. Um, and people have obviously got onto this. So it's clearly building momentum. And then that's just the UK. In America, it's even bigger, like crazy. In 2020, for the first time, more than 100 million Americans listened to at least one podcast each month. That is a lot of people. So in 2017, 24% of American 12 are old and listed to podcasts monthly compared to 37% in 2020. So you can see the increase there. That's in America. And then obviously 7.1 million people in the UK. So crazy growth there's a good chance that your clients and candidates are listening to podcasts, right? So I'm going to do this poll quickly. So hopefully this should work really simply. So I'm assuming you, you it's, it may have all popped up now. So how many podcasts do you listen to a week? Let's just find that out and we can talk about this because this will be interesting. So everyone that's obviously watching this now, um, how many podcasts do you listen to a week? I'm going to tell you, obviously, what the results are. Okay. Okay, so by, yeah, over 40 responses. No, sorry, over 40 people have said that it's I listen to one or three podcasts a week. It's quite a lot, right? Which is really interesting. Six of you don't listen to any, but so that's interesting that you're here learning about how it can help um, you as a recruiter. If you're not listening to any podcast right now, you need to be doing that, especially if you're obviously on this webinar as well. Um, so that's really interesting. So the majority of you listen to, yeah, one to three podcasts a week, right? there's a good chance that a lot of your market are definitely around that as well. So <clears throat> for me, from a recruiter perspective, the key benefits, which I'm going to expand on, um, I'm going to expand on some of these in the next couple of slides, are the following. It will honestly become your new favorite business development tool. It will become a really unique candidate engagement tool. It's 100% going to help contribute to building your brand in your market. It's going to really enable you to have a unique opportunity to build authentic relationships with people in your market as well. And it's going to help you make more money. <laughs> and I haven't put in there, you'll enjoy it. Like you should enjoy it. If, if you're a recruiter, then you should enjoy building relationships, speaking to people and a podcast is exactly that. So that's, that's, that's probably the final point I put on there is that one, I've really enjoyed it enjoy meeting new people, speaking to people. And it's also just meant that I've met people that I've become good friends with, that become mentors that I've ended up working with or whatever. But for me, they're the key benefits. So I'm going to expand on business development, candidate engagement, and a few other things. So for me, why is this a great business development tool? It's it's really simple, is that like you can actively, proactively reach out to clients target clients existing clients whatever it may be but if we're talking about new prospects i guarantee you because i've done it i guarantee you will have way more success reaching out to new potential clients with the approach of look i don't want to speak about hiring i don't want to speak about recruitment um how open would you be to getting involved with a podcast that i've started um how how open would you be to to get involved with that rather than what all your competitors are going to be armed with, which is, have you got any hiring requirements on introducing myself or getting referrals or whatever? But for me, you will get way more yeses if you go with this approach or with a podcast or if you have a podcast, then you will know. When I've helped people over the... um when I've helped people over the last couple of months, which I'm going to go into in terms of helping them start their podcast, they've been really surprised with this, the amount of people that say yes... And this is really effective. So if you get way more people saying yes and you get in front of more people face-to-face or at the moment over video, then I guarantee you that is going to lead to business. 
So for me, you will get way more yeses with a podcast um, as a business development tool. Candidate engagement tool. So I'm going to go into sort of this ties into part of the game plan. But for me, being able to headhunt candidates equipped with a podcast that you've recorded with a business that you're recruiting for is so fucking powerful. So for me, if you can reach out to people, do the normal spiel, talk to them about the business, da, 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 and you can say, look, don't take my word for it. Listen to this podcast. Let me know what you think. And this is really effective if you've got podcasts, and I'm going to go into the game plan in a sec, recorded with people that you actively recruit for. That is such a unique piece of digital collateral that you can use to engage with candidates in your market. And it's going to do the selling for you, essentially. If you then proactively put that out to candidates that you're speaking to, speaking to about the company, blah, 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 and they listen to that, and they really buy into the story, they really buy into the sort of people behind the business or whatever, and what they learn on that podcast, I guarantee you, one, if they go away and listen to that podcast, they're an engaged candidate. And two, if they listen to it and they like it, they're going to be way more engaged as well. Candidate engagement tool, super effective. <clears throat> so podcast game plan, Let, let's sort of transition into how I would actually execute this. So for me, what's really important is why do you want to start a podcast? Like understand, like anything, understanding why you're doing it is really important. And yes, we would want it to help you with your recruitment efforts and, and help you make money. But like, what is the sort of mission behind this podcast? And that's really going to help you when you may feel like at the beginning that no one's listening or it's not as getting as much traction as you'd like. So just really understanding what your mission is with the podcast. If that's a lot for me, that was uncovering the true failures, successes and learnings from recruiters and recruitment business owners. And that mission was really simple is because all of you will know that if you went to when the pubs are back open, if you went to the pub and you bumped into recruiters, one, you may not want to speak to them anyway, but two, if you did go and speak to them and you're like, yeah, so how's work going, blah, 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 they're just going to hit you with, yes, it's going great. When in reality, they might have blanked for the last three months, right? So for me, it was all about creating a place, an honest place of actually the reality of working in recruitment. So for me, if you're really thinking about starting a podcast, like just, just have a make the time to think about why you want to start this podcast. What's the mission with it? Is it uncovering, I don't know, w women leaders in tech? Is it uncovering the future um, tech entrepreneurs in the tech market? Don't know. But really, just really try and think about why you want to do it and have a bit of a mission around that that's going to help you really push through when you may think not many people are listening. And this will also help when you sell it to potential people getting on the podcast and sort of telling them what why you've started it. I think it's really important to make it really clear as to what your purpose is with it, especially when you speak to people about getting them on the podcast and saying, look, I am starting it, but this is why this is why I'm starting it. I want to bring more attention to the property industry because I feel like not many young people are being communicated to to get into the industry. I want to create the place where young professionals can look at the property market and learn from some of the best property professionals in the market, wherever it may be, right? And people will buy into that if you know what that is. So have a why to start your podcast. And then just really basic like basic marketing. I've gone over this in, in the personal branding uh, piece, but like who do you want to listen to the podcast? It's just worth thinking about that. For me, it's really simple. Your candidates and clients. If you're thinking about starting a podcast, it has to be for your market. It has to be for your market. Like, yeah, it just has to be for your market unless it's just for personal reasons and it's a personal endeavor that you want to do. But for me, if I was in your shoes and I wanted this to help me in my recruitment desk, in my recruitment role, it has to be for your market. So for me, the ideal listener is candidates and clients, but then you could break that down to maybe sort of junior people coming into the industry or it could be just senior people potentially. But just think about sort of who you want to listen to this podcast and make the time to do that when you think about why you're starting it and that's going to help you understand sort of how you want to approach it the questions that you want to ask and that's just going to form make sure that you execute this podcast the best as you can so think about who you want to listen to the podcast so again guys if any of you have some questions through this as i'm talking just just click just make sure that um you ask them and i'll, I'll answer them okay so Practical advice on executing a new podcast. This I'm going to go into just some real practical advice um, here. So for me, do not name your podcast your recruitment agency. No, do not do that. <laughs> I 
<laughs> the reason why is because you want to make sure that whatever the the recruitment name is, and um, sorry, whatever the podcast name is, you want to make sure that when I see that podcast, that I know it's made for me. So a lot of recruitment agencies, that's not going to be the case, right? So if you're starting a prop- property podcast, make sure that if I'm a, thinking about who you want to listen to it, if a candidate or client sees your new podcast and the name can sort of communicate, oh, that's made for me, that is what we want here. And that obviously the recruitment roller coaster. that for me, if you're in recruitment and you see a podcast name called the recruitment roller coaster, you should, I'd like to think that you'd know that that might be for you. So that's really important. Don't call it your recruitment agency name. Instead, what you want to do is call call the podcast name whatever. And then basically what I've told a lot of people doing, this is a really subtle way of doing it because you want your recruitment agency attached to this, obviously. But a subtle way of doing this is sort of putting it in on the um, on the sort of artwork and letting people know that it's powered or supported by your recruitment agency. And I've got a couple of examples for you in a second. But I think also calling it your recruitment agency name, you don't want people to sort of think, oh, it's a fucking recruiter starting a podcast, like that it's just going to be full of sales pitches and stuff like that. So for me, make sure that the podcast name really demonstrates and communicates who this podcast is for. And then you can add the sort of subtle powered by, supported by, sponsored by your recruitment agency. So a couple of just um, a couple of uh, examples of that are these. And the, these are ones that I had some sort of input on on helping them execute. So on the on the that should be your left financial services podcast with Tony Bates. You can see in the bottom left powered by IDEX, which is a financial services recruitment business. You've got Ellie in the middle, the journey of a wit which is women in tech um and again you can see they're sponsored by transition sponsored by um sponsored by um transition partners it does does say that my is on to be fine sorry guys if i'm lagging um it should be fine so if i'm lagging apologies and but in the middle you got sponsored by transition partners again why is it saying something your computer might need a fresh restart. You are okay. Cool. If I'm lagging, guys, am am I being really slow? Can you just message on the public chat? I hope not. Um, thanks for the questions, Ben, Lisa, Karen. Okay, cool. All right, I'm gonna crack on with this. So, uh, and then on obviously on on the right, you've got um. No, it's fine now. Okay, cool. Cheers. Thank you, mate. Cheers for that, guys. Cool. So, um. If it was lagging a bit, so yeah, you got sponsored by transition partners in the middle. Then you got um, obviously on the right, hospitality high podcast powered by the team at B Recruitment. So again, you can see that they could have just called it B Recruitment Podcast or Transition Partners Podcast or IDEX Podcast, but instead they've done supported by, powered by, whatever. Right, that's a really subtle way um, to do that, and it's really effective. So let me just look at um, these questions that you sent me. Uh, just in case there were so uh, just a set to you work in so ben browning just asked how important is it to segment your market beyond just the sector you work in good question i think again this comes down to the intention of your podcast like if depending on what your objective is like if you have a recruitment desk and you really want to start sort of um dealing with um senior people in your industry and you think a podcast could help you penetrate that then then you can segment it to just c level people that you that you get onto this podcast so for me ben what i would think about is like again who is the ideal listener here or who do we want this to impact or how how can this best possibly help um me as a recruiter so for me it's just taking a step back and thinking right how how do i want this to impact my recruitment desk if that is i want to be speaking to all of the junior developers in the tech market then segment your podcast for junior developers or whatever so that that i would just think about sort of how you want it to help you as a recruiter and then let that guide you um alicia teagle is it I don't know why is it Alicia or Alicia? Sorry, mate. I always get always get that confused. But um, she asked, "How did you get sponsorship? Did you reach out or did Hunter come to you?" Good question. I reached out to them. As simple as that. So um, by that point, obviously gained a bit of traction. I had some good numbers and these types of things. And then I I proactively I had the list of people. I had like Hunted. I had Bullhorn on there. I had other companies that I thought 
how beneficial would it be for them if I've got an audience of recruiters and recruitment business owners listening to the podcast and I just proactively reached out to them, bit of business development. That's how I did that. Um, and then Kieran asked, Kieran McAndrew asked, if our candidate pool is graduates, for example, and our clients are recruitment agencies, who would you begin the initial podcast engaging with? Okay, interesting. So I think I think you could do both there. I think Kieran would be the answers. Um, so for me, if our candidate pools graduates, for example, and our clients are recruitment agencies. So for me, actually, for me, actually, what I would do is I would really bring to life graduate stories. So if your clients are recruitment agencies, I would find out. I would find all of the grads that you've placed over the last year, two years, three years, whatever, and I'll get them on the podcast and I would be uncovering their story of becoming a grad, a broke grad to a decent recruiter. That's, that's how I would do it. And then the, the, and then obviously the advantage here is that you're obviously cultivating, engaging with an audience that you can help. And then also when you're speaking to recruitment agencies, it's then like, look, we can get you involved in the podcast. If everyone's come on, we have grads listening or you can simply use it to say to recruitment agencies that this is why you should use us or this is why you should retain us. This is why we should be exclusive is because part of our strategies is that we have hundreds of graduates listening to our podcast on a monthly basis. Hope that helps. Okay, right. So I'm going to crack on with this. Right, cool. So um, practical advice to execute new podcast. Um, if I was in your shoes, right. So in unprecedented times, <laughs> I would start this podcast remote. Now, ideally, for me, if we were to sit, if I was to sit down with you three, four months from now, I would say we want this face to face. Ideally, because then you can sit down with them and it's a bit more authentic. You can really get to know them, blah blah blah. But obviously, with what's going on now, then you want to do this um, remotely, which has huge positives. Which does mean that people are going to be more accessible, which I'm going to go on to. But also, it means that I'd like to think there's a bit more flexibility with people that you want to come on with their diaries rather than sort of trying to work out the face-to-face diary, me coming to your office, you coming to our office or whatever, which sometimes that can cause. So for me, um, if I was to start a podcast tomorrow, it would be remote. And I'm going to go into some of the things as to the tools that you can use to do that. But remote is absolutely fine. And I would start it remote. The format of the podcast, this is how I would approach it. So for me, it's just got to be really simple. Like for me, I think as recruiters, like the intention would be to uncover the stories like a, a bit like mine, which is all about just uncovering people's journeys. So if I'm a tech recruiter, property recruiter, wherever it may be, for me, it'd be about uncovering the stories of the people that you have on the podcast in your industry. So for me, that's that's what the format needs to be. So it's going to be all about, so if I'm sitting down with, who have I got here? Luke, Luke Coverage, and he's um, a tech professional in my market, and I'm a tech recruiter. For me, the format of the podcast would be all about, Luke, how did you get to where you got to? How did you overcome the challenges? How did you get into the industry? What made you want to get into the industry? And then either, and then talk about, you're no better than me, your market, if there's topical things that you should be discussing. If, if it's COVID-19, how are people adapting right now? That can also be a segment if you start it this week or tomorrow, whatever. But And then you can just tie in um, topical topics like, how can we get more women in our industry? How can we engage more young people in, in our industry or whatever it may be? But for me, the format just simply needs to be discussing their sort of career journey and their story and bringing to life that. that. That for me is just a really simple format that I feel like all of you should be able to do. And that will generate some really cool stories. And then you can plug in and know certain industry topics or important topics that you know that people want people's opinions on. So I hope that helps. And that will... Also helps, which I'm going to go into the editing part as well, which I'm going to go into. <clears throat> really practical advice on this part. I would not publish any episodes until you've recorded at least five. So the reason for this is because you want to give yourself breathing space. Trust me, there'll be nothing worse than getting your first podcast recorded, releasing it, publishing it. And then you're like, fuck, I need to get someone else booked in to do the podcast next week or whatever. Like you don't want to put yourself in that position. So like for me personally, I always try and have like a bank of like three to five episodes 
that I have recorded that if I do have a really busy week or I can't book anyone in, then I've obviously got those that I can share. So I would I would do that. And um, yeah, I, I would record at least five before you publish any and then you've got five up your sleeve and you can decide how how consistent you are with it if that's once a week once every two weeks that you publish them um michael muir just said would you give them the questions beforehand good question so for me what i did early on is that i really didn't want people to have like scripted answers I, as i said I, for me personally i really want it to be honest answers um, just honest conversation and I would really encourage all of that for you guys as well but what I would do to make people feel more comfortable and a bit more at ease what I used to do is I would give people the first and second question that I'm going to ask and maybe potentially the very last question that I'm going to ask so what you could say Michael is look this is my so what I would say to people when I help them is that remember that it's your podcast like you set the rules it's just important to remember that so if you've got someone being like really arsy and they're just making it difficult before you've even done the podcast, then just <laughs> say, well, I, I don't think this is going to work. This is how I want to do it. Like you have every right to say, this is my podcast and this, this is how it works. But what I would do to make people feel more comfortable is say, look, I don't want to give you all the answers because this is an open, honest conversation. This is how the podcast works. So what I will do is just send you the first two questions that I'm going to ask so you know what they're going to be. And I'm going to tell you the the very last question I'm going to ask you as well. And that would, would obviously um, help them feel a bit more comfortable. Um, but yeah, for me, don't release any podcast episodes until you've recorded at least five. That would be my advice. <clears throat> so... In terms of a game plan, which this ties into making, helping you build money and um, yeah, we want this to help you in your recruitment job. So for me, if I was in your shoes and I was to start this tomorrow, this would be my game plan in terms of the guests, which is really important, which ties into making sure that this, this demonstrates and achieves return on investment as quickly as possible. So the first five episodes, I would get existing clients. So what five clients right now do you make a lot of money out of and you, that you have a good relationship with? Two reasons why this is important and why I would go down this route. The first reason is because, one, I'd like to think you have a good relationship with them. So if you start with five people that you already have a relationship with, I'd like to think that you're going to be more comfortable with doing the podcast and it will enable you to hone in on your podcast interviewing skills with people that you have a relationship with. The second thing is that, back to my candidate engagement piece, if you start with five businesses that you make a lot of money out of, that podcast episode can then be used either straight away or as soon as you start obviously recruiting loads of roles from again um, to headhunt the staff. It's another thing that you're going to have up your sleeve to encourage people to work for your key client. Two reasons, honing on your podcast interviewing skills with people that you have a relationship with and also Start with start with businesses that you have um, that you you have a good relationship with, and that you can use to engage your candidates for them. It's just another thing that you can add. Besides, you've been working them for a while, you know them, you place loads of people with them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And also, it's just a good thing to do with existing clients. It's just another, it will make them feel special, right? And and it's in their interest. Start with five clients that you have a good relationship with, and you're making money out of. Um, <clears throat> then the next, then, then, then what I'd also do is then map out 10 target clients. So I'm sure you've all thought about who you'd love to be working with 10 target clients that you want to get in with map those out, get on the phone and, and try and speak to these people. If that's on the phone or if it's just direct messaging, um, reach out to 10 target clients and ask them about getting involved with your podcast. First five existing clients, next 10 target clients. That's how I would structure the guest list. And then obviously if you have more existing clients, you can add on that. Then the next one, five thought leaders in your market. I really do not like the term thought leader. But um, what I mean by this is that you want to, if you get five people in your market that already have a great reputation and you should know who these people are. So people that already have a great brand, have a lot of eyeballs in the industry and ultimately people that would love, they, that people in your market would love to listen to. If you can get five of those, you're going to be in a strong position to gain traction quite quickly. And the reason for this, and this is really effective. What I found out guys over the last two years is that 
you're always one or two episodes away or two guests away from your podcast just up in the visibility and up in the reach because if you have one or two guests that that have a brand you're ultimately going to be piggying back piggying back off their brand and what that means is that these people are going to listen to a podcast not because they want to listen to your podcast but they want to listen to i don't know and um liz's story because she has a great brand in the tech space or whatever i don't know why i keep saying tech but um so yeah for me get five four leaders in your market that people would love to learn from, listen to their story, and that's going to give you the best possible chance of gaining traction quickly because we can piggyback off their brand. So first five existing clients, 10 target clients, five thought leaders. If you get those in your first 20 episodes recorded, I guarantee you're going to pick up momentum quickly and gain traction quite quickly as well. So that would be my real practical advice on the um guest side that will also tie into business development and just yeah recruit recruitment work and helping you <clears throat> so what's the time 11 so we're gonna get into questions but equipment list some real practical advice so i'm gonna send this slide deck and these are all links but honestly equipment so i've just got the remote equipment list here and it's really simple so the software that you can use obviously everyone's using zoom or Microsoft Teams or whatever, you could use that. Skype, um, I, I did a podcast on someone else's the other day with a website called Clean Feed, which is really good. You've got um, software solutions like Zencaster, what I started with, Anchor. There's loads of software that you can use, um, th that you can use that will be, yeah, that, that you can start with straight away. So for me, that that's fine. I personally use Zoom, and I think it's absolutely fine. I think it's great. Um, so for me, that's a software that you guys could use on that. And just my personal preference, and maybe this will help you guys is that for me, I find it easier to do it over video. I've been on some people's podcasts where we'll do it remote and it won't be a video. It will just be like a voice call. And I just found that a bit more difficult to sort of build rapport. So I would go with sort of a software that enables you to actually jump on a video call that you can see this person because one i feel like it can help you have a better conversation and two um it's in your interest you get more facetime right so that's the software then you have loads of different podcast hosting platforms i use buzzsprout which is absolutely fine really simple and all of these podcast hosting platforms basically all they do is they host your actual podcast and the audio that you upload to it and then when you upload the audio um it distributes it to all the important places as soon as it's published and it sets all that up as you sell it up the account it's really easy to use it is not rocket science microphones so i'm using today the first one that i included the blue yeti microphone look you don't have to get a microphone there they are inexpensive usb microphones so that sam so the blue yeti one i think is 100 quid the samsung one is under 100 quid the Rode usb mic is around the 100 quid mark as well but yeah, it, it could be worth getting a USB microphone. Um, it's well worth doing that. Or if you really wanted to, you could just buy some Apple wide headphones, the, the ones that just had, have um, a microphone on this. That, that's more than fine and they'll be fine. Just don't use your laptop microphone as in like just just this laptop. So don't, don't not plug anything in and just use the laptop microphone because quite frankly, I think it sounds shit. <laughs> um, and that, yeah, it's quite inexpensive to buy some USB microphones. So that, that's how I would do it. Editing the podcast. Now, you may be really worried about this. I I personally, so what I did is I didn't, one, I've learned how to edit it myself, but it's really not easy because I've I've helped myself. And what I mean by that, how I've done that is because of the format of the podcast, um, Paul Mikalev just asked, sorry if I pronounce your surname wrong, um, when you move from Anchor to another hosting platform, I presume you didn't lose previous episode and data, no. So yeah, if you start with like Anchor, for example, or you start somewhere else, you can then transfer it really easily. So yeah, they pull through all your episodes if you've already done them. So Paul, the answer is no, you don't lose anything, it pulls it through. But editing the podcast, guys, if you're worried about this, um, for me, um, the how you format, how you do, in terms of the format of your podcast, this will really help. So obviously my format has been just like an honest, just an open conversation around their sort of journey and their career. So if you think about your format and do it in a smart way, it would help you on the editing front. So for example, if your format is 
um yeah so for 30 minutes we're going to talk about sort of your career to date blah 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 and it's just a sort of conversation about uncovering that then you shouldn't need to like edit loads of things where it may be difficult is that if you ask like a question they answer it then you stop and and then the, and the guest goes oh that was rubbish da, 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 or whatever and you keep stopping and starting but for me what i did from the very get-go is just have an open honest conversation for 15 minutes 20 minutes 30 minutes and then it obviously went to 60 minutes um and that helps with the editing thing because then it's it's it, there's not much editing to do after but what i did do at the beginning is just use really simple freelance websites like fiverr which i'm sure a lot of you should know or upwork there's loads of people on there that will edit your podcast audio for like 20 quid a pop cost nothing you could probably find people cheaper as well what i now use is a piece of software called um alitu which is just so easy to use and it automates a lot of it um but for me just think about the format of the podcast and that will really make your sort of editing requirements a lot easier so just just be smart with that um to to help you out um on on the uh, editing front so before i go into q a guys so i can see a few questions in there so i'm going to go into them but if you have questions ping them in the q a um section and I'll, I'll rattle through them before we finish but for me start and you will improve that that's just really so if you listen back to my first ones they weren't great i wasn't very great i was quite robotic um and you get better at it right so what i've had to get better at is digging deeper so when you ask a question and people give you like a high level answer, I've had to get better at digging deeper into what they said. I'm like, what do you mean by that? Or can you elaborate on that or whatever? That's what you get better at. But if you start, you'll improve. But back to my advice on starting with people that you have a relationship with, that will really give you the best possible chance of sort of being authentic and just being you with this instead of you being sort of really robotic and nervous or whatever. So I, I would basically start um, – and you'll learn and improve. But then my best piece of advice when you start is like over-prepare. If I think of my first 10 to 20 episodes, I would ha I would make 15 to 20 minutes to prepare for that specific guest, look at their LinkedIn, look at their journey, blah, 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 and come up with questions. I'd, I'd basically go to that podcast episode with maybe 10 to 15 questions prepared so then if the conversation was going a bit stale or I just noticed it was going a bit off of a tangent or I wanted to make sure that I asked them about a specific topic, I had a bank of questions that I could rely on. So I'd really encourage you all to do that. Over-prepare for the first couple of episodes and go to these podcast episodes, not with a script, but with a bank of questions that you can lean on and rely on. So if the if the um, conversation is going a bit stale or it's going in a tangent that you don't want it to, you want to bring it back to where you want it to be, you can lean on those questions whenever you need to. So that that would be my best advice. But ultimately, start and you'll improve like, like anything, and you'll learn from what went well from the first one to the second one, et cetera. So the opportunity, like for me, just to sort of, wrap this up is like right now i couldn't think of a better time like people way more accessible people are at home gonna have a bit more flexibility um and for me i think people are even more willing to help others out right now so i think it could really help you with your sort of bd activity right now which i'm sure is difficult and you're staying in touch with people and these types of things or you might be being told to f off during these unprecedented times how can you call me when um all of this is going on or whatever but ultimately if you start calling people say look i've decided to start a podcast i want to make sure that i'm sort of doing my part part of it is going to be sort of sharing valuable advice around this current period but we're also going to be talking about your career and these types of things i think it's a great opportunity so i, I generally think there's a real opportunity right now to take action on this um and it'll work so and most common questions are so i've got a slide there but let me just look at the q a guys okay um claudia gasson can you use imovie i'm assuming that's to edit um i've never used imovie in terms of to edit audio but i'd like to think that you can because i use like the paid version of imovie called final cut pro and i use that for ages so Claudia, I would like to see, I would, I'd like to think that you can, but honestly, I think there's a really popular one called Audacity that I've never used and that's free. Um, but yeah, don't be too worried about the editing from. Um, Claudio, what do you use for editing yet? So I've answered that. Um, 
Sophie E has said, how many questions do you normally ask? So for me, um, I'll be honest with you all. Um, when I started, when I started the, when I started the podcast, I, I was like, right. So what, what's going to be the objection to people saying he should be able to do that? And for me, dealing with recruiters, recruitment business owners, it was, they're going to, they're really time poor. So for me, um, I, I would say to these people when I very first started, it's only going to be a 15 minute conversation. Um, so I started with that and obviously 15 minutes sounds way better than 60 minutes. Right. So, um, for me, when it was like early on, I would probably go to the podcast episode, Sophie, with at least 10 to 15 questions up my sleeve and the conversation it's a, it's a, it's a, it's just a sort of flowing conversation. So I don't know exactly how many questions I normally ask, but I would go to these podcast episodes with at least 10 to 15 questions that, um, I had prepared or, um, wanted to ask. So hopefully that answers your, um, question, Sophie. <clears throat> So Michael Muir, the main focus is on the niche. How often would you drop in more generalist topics? Look, I think, again, um, Michael, it's completely up to you. I think if right now COVID-19 is a general topic, let's talk about it. If right now it's mental well-being, if it's um, exercising or, I don't know, whatever it may be, 100%. Like, if you want to make sure that there's always always like a human segment, then 100% include that. Again, it's your podcast. You do what you want. But definitely having just a general topic to give people listening an opportunity to understand what their views are on certain generalist topics, then definitely. Why the hell not? Uh, Stephen Hill, what would you say is the best equipment to buy for the podcast? Well, right now, obviously remote, you want to either buy like a Zoom license, which is like 12, 13 quid, so then you can um, be on a video call for more than uh, 45 minutes. Um, and then for me, I personally, I would buy a USB microphone. I, I would do that because I would want the, the sort of audio quality to be as good as it can be my end. So that's all you need to buy at this stage. Oh, no, sorry, actually. <laughs> you need, you'd want to buy and then you would want to buy um, a, a podcast hosting platform like Buzzsprout or Podbean or whatever, one of those. And they're, they're really inexpensive as well. You're talking like $12, $15 a month. So um, uh, obviously in a, a Zoom account, a USB microphone, and a podcast hosting platform. That's what I would say. Um, Steve, Steve Daly, working in tech, how do you decide and make sure the content is relevant and adds credibility to your personal brand? So what I would say, Steve, is that like, and this is what I've really had to remember, like the podcast isn't about you. So what I mean by that is like, it's your job to get the best out of the guest and that's the content and that's what's going to make it relevant and add credibility so what's going to add you credibility steve as a tech recruiter and will help build your personal brand is that you're asking good questions for me that that's like that's what you'll get really good at so it's about asking the questions that the audience want you to ask so that's that's how you're going to make sure that sort of your your building credibility in the content stays relevant that would be my um answer to that um who da, 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 da. okay right so how do you keep going for so long to all platforms liz liz nevitt has said i've started a podcast how have you kept it going for so long topical platforms and generalist okay so i'm just going to go with keep it going for so long so i have four obviously I'm, i've done like over 150 episodes now i'm like oh are people going to get bored of this like for me what i would do is, is play around with it so um if you if you think what one you're gonna have to be consistent but two to play around with it what what i've done a couple of times is do like um for a period i did like quick fire episodes so i did sort of short short episodes compared to the 60 minute episodes um and i think for me liz honestly don't underestimate how how much people love to hear about people's stories and honestly everyone's story will be different the questions might be the same but the answers will be different so um keep going you 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 need you need to stay consistent but don't underestimate sort of um how much people generally do really enjoy people's stories um that's what i'd say to that so an answer what's the time Eleven fifty-two. okay cool right i'm gonna ask answer a couple more and then we're gonna um finish this so um 
Right, I'm going to answer some of the, the most common ones. I know some of the questions that um, are come, coming in. So I'm going to do this. Okay, cool. So so question from Jack um, at Cobalt was, um, like, how long should it be? And I've just been talking about this then. Like, for me, if you're worried about people saying, I don't want to do it because I'm too busy, then maybe got lean with 30 minutes. I think that's a good amount of time for you to ask some good questions, have some good conversation. But do not underestimate how long you can have a conversation for. That's what I've definitely found. All of mine now are like 60 minutes long. I think that's a great time. It's obviously a good commute time, although no one's commuting now during these unprecedented times. So like for me, yeah, I think they're both decent. I've listened to some that are long, some of that are short. So there's no like perfect time. A question from Leaf at SW6, how do you monetize the podcast? For me, if I was a recruiter, it's about like focusing on the businesses that I want to be working with. So you'll be surprised how quickly that you could either sign a client off the back of them coming on your podcast and two, um, a candidate listen to your podcast and then say, like, do they have any jobs there or using the podcast to engage with candidates for a role, you'll be surprised how quickly it can help you on that front. So for me, the monetization of the podcast is signing clients and using it to engage with candidates. You'll be surprised how quickly that happens. And I've had clients that I've helped with their podcast that they've achieved both those things in five episodes. Like, so do not be surprised how quickly this can help you. Um, then question from Alex Moore, Hannah Jarvis, how long until you feel you get traction? How quickly did you see ROI? So like for me, I would say after, <clears throat> after 20 or so episodes, I really started to build traction. Um, and then it just kept building. So doing 20 30 episodes from that point you should really start to build traction and engagement um and build momentum because obviously what you'll find is that once you've done 20 30 or more then obviously the benefit is if someone finds your podcast tomorrow and there's a bank of 20 30 episodes to listen to that's going to obviously rack up your listens um and rack up the the traction so i'd say 20 onwards you're going to really start seeing traction and in terms of how quickly you see ROI. As I said, I've had a couple of clients that have done five episodes and within that they've seen great ROI. So for me, I think the ROI with podcasts is, is really quickly because if you start a podcast tomorrow and your first 10 guests are on your target client list, that's ROI. Easy. So for me, like that's the opportunity. Um, question from Liz Connor at Logjet Recruitment. How to create... I've, I've, I've spoken about that. So um, before um, I finish, guys... Um, let's just look at some of these questions. Sorry, very quickly. Alex Bloisey has said, if the people I work with and BD in my market vary from founders, CTOs, HR and talent acquisition teams, how do I angle it to add value to people in different job roles? Well, for me, what I think about is what's the common thread between all those people that they find challenging or would be interested in. I'd like to think there would be some sort of common thread there. Um, and then also what I'd maybe think about doing, Alex, is look, you're not gonna like you're not gonna make it super relevant for all those people. That's quite a few different people there. So um for me, what you could do is and what I've done recently, which is quite smart, is maybe you segment that into founders, CTOs, or C level people and HR and talent acquisition. And then what you could do, Alex, is the sort of common theme could be beneficial or of interest for CTOs, C level people, founders, and HR and talent acquisition. But what you then do is Every other episode, you have a HR and talent acquisition person and you have a C-level person. So for me, what I've done is I've got now a biller roller coaster. So I'll get a recruiter that's a biller and I'll focus on obviously uncovering their story. That's that's one episode. And then I'll have an agency owner roller coaster. So what that means is, Alex, is that when you're sitting down with founders and CTOs, your questioning will be slightly different to make sure it's relevant for founders and CTOs. And then when you're sitting down with HR and talent acquisition people, your questions might be slightly different, tailored to be beneficial for HR and talent acquisition people. So you could do both with the same podcast, but make sure that when you do have those different types of people on your show that you're asking specific questions to them to make it valuable for the people in that, in that segment basically is what I'd say. So, um, so for E, do you think that podcast will help with the bit with BD as a contract recruiter? Yeah. hundred percent. Like honestly. Okay. Actually. Yeah. This has come to me for those of you that are still here. What I would do Sophie to test this. Okay is 
you can try existing clients or new client or, or potential new people. I would proactively call people and say, I am thinking about starting a podcast. This is why. What do you think and how open would you be to get involved? See how that goes. I guarantee you'll be pleasantly surprised. Proactively reach out to people and say, I'm thinking about starting a podcast. Would you be open to getting involved? And do you think it's a good idea? Guarantee you, you will get cut through and you will speak to people. So Sophie, yes, it will help you BD because it will enable you to call people without saying, are you hiring? I want to introduce myself or whatever. It will give you a point of difference. Um, so look, before we finish, uh, Jabulani, I will, I will email everyone the slide deck, um, for them all to, to listen. So done Q and a, as I said, guys, the competition at the beginning of this is if you've kept count of the amount of times that I've said the word unprecedented and you feel like, you know, how many times I said it, I've kept count myself and email me, he should and I will, um, we can book in a time uh, for an hour to talk about podcasts and personal branding if you get it right. So, look, I haven't obviously been able to answer everyone's question, but I will do my utmost to get back to you all and a- answer your questions. Um, but I, d- I just wanted to say a huge thank you to all of you, giving me your time. I really appreciate it. If you've enjoyed it, let me know. Feedback is very much welcome. Mm-hmm. Feel free to connect me on LinkedIn. If you want to ask me any questions or whatever, drop me a line or send me a message on LinkedIn. That's absolutely fine. Um, But yeah, honestly, guys, really hope you enjoyed it. Stay safe. um, Enjoy the rest of your week. And um, I will be doing more of these. So I'll let you know when they um, come out. So thanks a lot, guys, for your time.